know, I'm glad we have this chance to talk. Just you and me. I'll admit, things in the house have been tense. And that's probably partly my fault. I'm not made for house sharing. But like you, Lola, I'm young, poor, and I live in Dublin, so there was no choice. No choice at all. House sharing is so unnatural when you think about it. You occupy this tiny quarter of a house and pretend it's a sanctuary. Is it home if you can't relax? Is it home if you get anxiety at the thought of running into your housemate in the kitchen? It feels good to talk like this. You're a great talker, Lola, but you're not much of a listener. Today you're going to hear me and why I did... You know, what I did. It all started with a cup. I'd been living alone in the house, the Fibsborough house, this house, since Gabrielle moved out. I was home alone, wearing my fleece because I didn't want to put the heating on, scrolling through death notices, you know, normal stuff, and about to make a cup of tea. Remember the cup. It's important. Whichever. What? Fine, I'll take the heavy one. Let's get a look at the place. Wow. It's a bit of a hole, isn't it? Wait a second. Wait one second. Who are you? Lola. Your new housemate? Gary didn't tell you. God, he's so useless. I mean, I know he's my uncle, but seriously, even his kids don't like him. He said he emailed you? Oh, I don't check that. What if someone emails you? They never do. Let me just check my Yahoo. Helen, my niece Lola will be moving in on September 1st. I'm deeply apologetic, Lola. Let me help you with those. Oh! I'm so sorry. Was that expensive? Invaluable. Oh, gosh, golly, I... I'm messing. It's crap I picked up in Thailand. Is my room this way? Yes. F follow me. My name's Helen. Have you been to Thailand? It's unreal, like, unreal. My name's Helen. I heard you. So this is my room? Yes. Yes. Mine is just over yours. There's a light mildew that gives a smell, but I actually quite like... Bet you're hoping I won't keep you awake with loud sex. What? No, I, uh... Relax. I have a boyfriend, Kian. But it's not really like that, if you get me. Oh. Speak of the devil. He gets worried if I don't text back straight away. I'll message him later. Lola, I'm really sorry about the whole not knowing you were moving in thing. Can I make you a cup of tea? Do you have almond milk? Almonds? Is that milk? Forget it. A lemon and water will be fine. Uh, okay. This way. This house means the world to me. I love every inch of it. The faded wallpaper, the rickety Ikea furniture. I even love that it's down a horrifically dark lane. It means there's barely any light, and in winter it's like there's no sun at all. Marvellous. But then, Lola, 
As you followed me to the kitchen with your nose pinched, I could see how dingy it looked. Clearly I was wrong to like it. Clearly there was something wrong with me for liking it. Do you have a boyfriend, girlfriend? No, I'm just, uh, focused on work. Right, a career girl, gotcha. What do you do? I work in a shop. Oh. You're single, I'm jealous, you're on Bumble, right? Is that a drug? You are gas, Helen, you know that. Oh, just a slice of lemon, Helen, not the whole lemon. Sorry. Wait, stop. What is that in your hand? My cup? It's so cute. I'm a major dog lover. You know, I once ran with Serbian Huskies. Thanks, yeah, I like it. I call the terrier Ruffle. Oh, adorable. Oh, you want to use it? Only if you don't mind. You're not one of those weird people with assigned cups, are you? Please, no. You take the one with Ruff, and I'll take one of these plain white cups that have no discernible characteristics. Ah, oh, it's all G and the H. I'm, uh, really laid back about stuff. I think you'll have gathered by now, Lola, that I was not laid back about stuff. Why? We're not there yet, so be patient, God. I handed you the cup and watched you sip it. I knew deep inside that trouble was brewing. Literally because of the tea, get it? <laughs> lol, as you'd say, Lola, lol, lol, lol. <laughs> I wasn't always like this, you know. Before you came along, I had another housemate, Gabrielle. Living with Gabrielle was bliss. Gabrielle was new in Dublin, so he didn't know anyone. And frankly, his English wasn't great. Helen. How was, uh, at work? We just say work, Gabrielle. No ah. Thank you, Helen. I need correction. That's what friends are for. Did you talk to your boss about the rota problem? The rota problem? Oh, yes. It's fine now. I tell you this problem. Last month, you have a good memory, Helen. Sure. Memory. It's not like I make notes on what people say so that I can make conversation later. <laughs> Imagine. Say again, please. What did I tell you? Best buddies. I just started in Brand Thomas, remember my job? I was in Cartier, the diamond section. God, I remember my first day so fondly. My boss, Maureen, showed me the ropes. Here's my counter, my turf, as they say. <laughs> and you'll stand over there, Helen. Here? Way... Here? Way over there. Here? Behind the display. Behind the boxes. Perfect, Maureen. Now, remember, Helen, you don't talk to the customers. This isn't a sales job. You don't look at them. You're invisible. I understand. You're the salesperson. I bring out the trays of jewellery and then I put them back in. Just the trays. Just the trays. Maybe we should practice. It's a lot to take in. Work was good. Home life was good. I got to have five minutes of small talk with Gabrielle every evening. It was nice. 
Unfortunately, Gabrielle's English improved and he got an Irish boyfriend. Most unfortunate. Gabrielle, hey! I feel like I haven't seen you in ages. I've been at Mark's a lot. Are you still doing your English exam next month? Do you need me to proofread any writing? Mark said he'd do it. Oh, I see. He's a teacher, so you know. Helen, I'm moving in with Mark. You're leaving? I'll give you plenty of notice. I'm sorry. Just let the landlord know. He'll sort it. Living with Gabrielle was incomparable to living with you. With Gabrielle, it was all small talk. With you, Lola, the house was unpredictable. There was music at all hours. Cooking food I didn't know. And composting because it wasn't enough to recycle anymore. Oh, no. I tried to keep up with you, just like Kian, your boyfriend. Poor Kian. Oh, hey, Kian. It's you. Sure is. Give me a kiss. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I, uh, I brought your favourite pizza, Lola. Uh, Kian, are they black olives? Uh, you know, I can't eat black olives because of the toxins. Oh, jeez. I'm. I'm sorry, Lola. I, I'm a right idiot. Whatever. So, Helen, what music do you like? Whatever's on the radio, I suppose. Weird. I'll make you a playlist. What do you and your friends do, like, for fun? You don't seem to get out much. God, Lola, third degree much? That's hardly a personal question. No, it's fine. I mean, my friends and I are food people. We do brunch or dinner. You know, we like... Um, oh, what's the name of that place on Georgia Street? Lorenzo's? Yeah, yeah, Lorenzino's. That's where we go. When we're not busy, you know. I'm just so busy. Hmm. <clears throat> I was wondering, Lola, your job in the call centre... Don't remind me. <laughs> it sounds fascinating. You probably meet all kinds of interesting people on the phone. Not really. Uh, Lola's not really a work person. What? I, you hate your job. So I'm lazy because I don't define myself by my economic value. I'm sorry. Oh. I love you. Watching you and Keen together was fascinating. I'd never had anyone love me the way Keen loved you. So deeply, so one-sidedly, so without reward. I longed to be around you, but then when I was, I didn't feel comfortable. I'd be in the living room, listening to one of your wild stories, and I'd be thinking, what will I do with my hands? It wasn't until the supermarket that I made progress. Finally, I had an in with you. I was in the meat aisle, torn between honey sausages or chive sausages. It was tough. The Tesco finest range is really smashing. Well worth the extra penny. Anyway, I spotted you by the dairy-free milk. Lola, hey! Doing a shop? Yeah. Are you okay? You're all white. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just... And you fainted right then and there, avocado milk cascading down around you. Everyone crowded, but I pushed through them and declared, Everyone stand back! I am her housemate. Everyone moved. I was important. Lola? Lola, open your eyes. Lola, are you okay? 
Helen, can you take me home? Sure. Would it be okay if I did my shop first, though? I'm totally out of Barry's. Was? No, of course. We'll go now. I staggered out of Tesco with you hanging off my shoulders like you were the cross and I was Jesus Christ himself. I bundled you into a taxi heroically and eased you into bed. Thank you, Helen. For real. What happened there? I have this thing called endometriosis. It's no big deal. Isn't that really painful? Sort of. The tissue grows on the outside of the uterus or something. I don't know, something gross happens. That sounds awful. Yeah, well, what can you do? Lola, it's okay to admit you're in pain. You don't have to be strong all the time. Maybe, I just... I hate people who play the victim, you know? Like, the pain, I can take it, but it's the embarrassment that fucks me up. I'm sure you notice I run to the toilet, like, a hundred times a day. I'm so conscious of it. You feel self-conscious? Duh. Have you ever had something wrong with you that you felt ashamed about? Yes, actually, I... A few years ago, I... That'll be Kian. I can't even... Kian, hey. Oh, I can't go tonight. But... <sighs> because I can't. So, sorry, that's none of your business. God, he is so insensitive. Anyway, you were saying, Helen. Forget it. Please. No, no, I had nothing, really. Why don't I stick on the kettle and make you a cup of your tea? Maybe in the terrier's cup? That was the moment. Helen, thank you. That was when I thought we were becoming friends. So I did what I thought friends did. I tried to help you. Morning, Lola. Did you get that article I sent you on endometriosis? Uh, yeah, but I have to dash through this ukulele meetup. You should keep a diary to track your pain, the article said. What? They also suggested cutting out coffee. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I hear you. You know, I saw this meme online. It said, take my arms, but not my coffee. <laughs> Spot on. I thought you didn't drink coffee. Back to the endometriosis article. I really have to go. I'll talk to you later. Now that we were friends, the world seemed brighter. Less lonely. I didn't want to be by myself all the time. In Brown Thomas, I usually stared off into space thinking about whatever Netflix show I was binging. But now, with you in my life, I actually wanted to engage with Maureen at work. <laughs> oh, Maureen, I'm telling you, Thailand is the place to go. Really? It's not too foreign. Live a little, Maureen. I did my yoga training there and it's unreal, like a tropical paradise. Oh, is it wild? I'd say it's wild. Oh, you know what they say, what happens in Bangkok stays in Bangkok. <laughs> You're mad, you young ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I adopted a story or two of yours. So what? I was better at being you than me. It wasn't weird. I was only trying you on for size. You see how it was harmless, right? How it was just a game. But then Jeff came along. Jeff. Sodden streets. Fruit. Decaying. Hello, 
now, Lola. I purchased these gluten-free brownies if you want. Shh. He's thinking. The rain on the canal. The point in my hand. The woman in the doll office. What the? Shh. The tin can of my dreams. The hard knock, body moon of my heart. The rowley of the working man. Unreal. That was unreal, Jeff. Thanks, babes. I feel I'm interrupting. Don't be stupid, Helen. This is Jeff. He's a rapper. Slam poet, actually. Are you an artiste, Helen? I did art for the junior cert. Right. So you wouldn't get it. Lolly, baby. I'm going outside for a toke. Back in a jiff. Isn't he incredible? What happened to Kean? Kean and I are just different souls. Jeff was the one who told me, Lola, Kean is leeching off your energy. Um, he was so right. I don't. I tried to be nice, but you know, Mercury was in retrograde, so shh, Jeff's coming back. I've got my lighter. <laughs> uh, when I'm in creative mode, I'm all over the place. <laughs> I'll come out with you. It was happening again. Just as I had you, you were slipping away. <laughs> From then on, Jeff was constantly around, you know, stinking up the, the kitchen with his loud shirts and awful opinions. <laughs> Tell me about it, man. I know a few. Just have the souls of writers, you know? I wasn't scared of Jeff. But I was scared of what it meant for our friendship. Baby, you should do a film. Oh my God. Suddenly he was you always around. <laughs> you... so funny. I tried with you. Oh, I tried so hard. Lola, I have the popcorn and the movie buffering. Are you ready? What? Remember we were going to watch Sleepless in Seattle? There was an ad on TV and you said you'd never seen it. And I said, wow, that's interesting. And you said we should watch it. And I said, okay. Remember? I thought we were going to watch that documentary about Scandinavian pottery makers. What about the three of us watch a movie together? Sure. <laughs> okay. Great. Well, could we watch something else, though? What's wrong with Sleepless in Seattle? It's just Meg Ryan. She's so... meh. How dare you? It's not just her. It's the whole chick flick genre. All those movies churn out patriarchal BS. I don't know about the patriarchy, but I do know that everyone needs love. There's nothing wrong with needing love. Sleepless in Seattle is about being lonely in a city, about feeling an emptiness that, that you can't put your finger on, and about always hoping that someone somewhere will love the bones off you just because you're you. And one more thing. Mac Ryan is not meh. She's the relatable girl next door. Okay. Um, on second thoughts, I'm a little sick. My belly. Queasy. The runs. Bye. Wow. I knew I'd gone too far. You winked at me as I left as if to say, it's cool. We're cool. I thought we were. What's a little rant on Meg Ryan between pals? That night, I woke at two in the morning, having fallen asleep with my mug to my chest. I got up for water. There was a light on in the kitchen. I could hear you and Jeff speaking. Helen's nice, like, but she's just so intense. She keeps sending me all these health articles. It's too much. And earlier, I don't know. I'm telling you, babe, she's in love with you. 
I feel bad for her. She seems a bit... In love with you? God, you really think so? I crept back into my bed and cried myself to sleep. So now you see. You get it, right? Why I... Oh no, it's your phone. Gosh darn it. Oh, it's Jeff. Cancel call. So rude of him to interrupt when you and I were getting to the heart of the issue. Where was I? Oh yes, the next day in work. Helen, are you feeling okay? Sure, Maureen. Why? It's just... There's a smell of vomit and I think it's you. I have endometriosis? Then you're in no fit state to be working with your endo-what-do-you-call-it. Why don't you pop home? I can't go home. Here's your coat. Bye, love. For hours, I walked around Dublin, chomping on chewing gum, trying to get rid of the stale bile in the back of my throat. I went into every shop on Grafton Street and pretended to browse. I picked stuff up. I touched things, all the while thinking, not yet. I can't go back yet. I almost bought a tie from a very effective salesman. It's so Parisian. You love it? I love it. Who's it for? Boyfriend? I don't have anyone to buy it for. I leave you alone to browse. Oh no, please stay. Tell me about the tie again. The salesman started folding t-shirts away from me. He didn't want me. I had to go home. One thing struck me when I opened the door. Holy God, this place was a pigsty. How had I not noticed it before? Your mess was everywhere. A knot rose in my chest and my jaw tightened. I wasn't sad anymore. I was mad. So what did I do? I cleaned. Oh, by Jove, I cleaned every surface. I scrubbed every tile. I rewashed every dish because obviously, obviously, you couldn't be trusted to wash things properly. I got nauseous from the smell of bleach, but I couldn't stop. By the time I heard your key in the door, it was nine o'clock. I was panting, totally worn out and totally alive. But I felt ready. Hey, Helen, I got takeaway. Do you want... Wow, did you clean? Maybe. It looks great. So, do you want pizza? Uh, no. Cool, see ya. I was dumbfounded. You didn't seem to get it at all. I didn't clean the flat to be nice. This was an act of war. How didn't you see that? I decided I was going to make you get it. Over the next while, I became an expert in passive aggression. I cleaned until it was painfully obvious to you that I was cleaning to make a point. I felt exhilarated. I mean, sure, I was getting three hours sleep, living on pot noodle and having anxiety vomits, but despite that, I felt like finally I was winning. Me, Helen Brownlee, a winner. Helen, did you just wash my plate? The one left by the sink? Yes. I lapped by the sink for two minutes. Two minutes? So it was a bit longer. Helen, it seems like you're cleaning a lot lately. Is that a bad thing? I heard you up at five this morning vacuuming. And your hands. What about my hands? They're raw, like from bleach. 
If my cleaning bothers you, I'll stop. Are you pissed with me? Why would I be? I have no idea. But it's not just me. Jeff's picked up on the toxic energy. How intuitive. You can tell Jeff to pick up his wet towels in the bathroom whenever he's done picking up on energy. Fine, Helen. We can play it this way. It was the sex that killed me. I have to hand it to you. That was a stroke of genius. No pun intended. Suddenly, every night, or even during the day, I could hear bed springs. Squeaky, squeaky. Hour after hour, night after night. I stopped sleeping. I tried to drown you out with music and podcasts. I downloaded tropical rain sounds, but they just harmonized with the fornication. Even when it was silent upstairs, I was listening for it, craning my ears for something that repulsed me. But you knew that, didn't you? You were thinking of me the whole time you were screwing him. Two ticks to the moon, right? Helen? 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 Did you hear me? I asked for the ten carat ring, not the six. Sorry, Maureen. Oh, you want me to get them now? If it's not too much bother on you. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Work was crumbling. I worked up such a panic during the day about going home to face you that I couldn't sleep at night. And then I was exhausted on the shop floor and messing up, and so the cycle continued. Until it stopped. You know I'm fond of you, Helen, but, um... The shop's reorganising and I don't think there's a job for you anymore. Why? Is it my fault? No, no, no. Uh, it's just the climate as it is, you know. Retail. Brexit... Global warming. I see. I'll give you a reference. I'm really sorry. I wasn't an idiot. I knew I was being fired because I'd become terrible at a job that a monkey could do. But I liked Maureen, and she'd always been kind to me, so I didn't kick up a fuss. I hugged Maureen before I left. She winced when she felt the stale sweat on my back. But fair play to Maureen, she didn't recoil. Most people would have. I felt strangely unbothered after being fired. I had no savings. I had no prospects. This was definitely not good. But all I could think was a cup of tea. Please just give me a cup of tea. I came home, stuck on the kettle, and reached for my cup. No cup. My whole body shrank. My last comfort was gone. You were in the sitting room playing the bongos, but I couldn't face you. So I ran to my room and texted you. Hello, Lola. Have you seen my cup? All the best, Helen. Hi, Helen. I didn't know we had specified cups in the house. Which cup is your cup? It's the red cup with the terriers on it. The only cup that's not white. Then I waited. 
You were typing for ages, but no message came through. Then, seven minutes later, you replied. Haven't seen it. Sorry. That was it. You'd won. You might have noticed you didn't see me a lot after that. My world was now confined to my bed. It was freezing. I wore layers all the time and stayed under the covers, but I was constantly shivering. I kept meaning to go to the dole office, but there was always a reason not to go. It was raining. There was traffic. I had to finish Gossip Girl. Every now and then, voices reached me from downstairs. The thing about David Lynch as an auteur is that he will never call himself an auteur. Whatever. You don't agree. I do agree. I agreed when I read that exact opinion in Vulture this morning. You were turning on Jeff, that much I gathered. But my mind couldn't focus on anything. I had Netflix on a constant loop. When I tried to sleep, the characters fizzed together in one exhausting reel. Pablo Escobar bought me dinner in Central Perk. Rory Gilmore was making meth because she had cancer. I know what you're thinking. Just turn the laptop off. But I needed the white noise. Without it, I remembered things I didn't want to remember. I thought about college, how happy I was there, studying archaeology and history. Excuse me, Professor, but it seems an inordinate amount of attention is given to the touristic round towers. I mean, give me some more Kilree Tower and last Glendalock, am I right? <laughs> People liked me. They cared what I thought. This was a change from my childhood. I didn't have a traumatic home life, nothing that would make you say, oh, right, I get it now. But I was often alone. When I was five, I pounced on this Pompeii book someone gave my sister for her birthday. I loved that book. I would draw the lava coming down over the villages, all the people screaming. I tried to imagine the pain, the exquisite pain. But anyway, back to college, I had friends. I know, I was shocked too. And I didn't have to trick them at all. Until one day, I ruined it. Doctor, this is my tea? That's your tea. Now I'd like to talk about- But it's in a paper cup. I need a real mug. Let's talk about why you're here. College. I don't want to talk about it. Why not? There's no point. Ugh, I can taste the cardboard. Do you remember the ambulance? Yes, but back to the tea. Do you remember being in the lecture hall? I'm not going to talk. What happened, Helen? It doesn't matter. I'm not going back to college. We couldn't possibly after... After the altercation with the student? Altercation sounds so dramatic. It wasn't like that. I just... But she was in my seat. Your assigned seat? Not exactly, but everyone in archaeology knew that was my seat. It was near the radiator, but not so near I'd get flushes, and it had a great view of the board. That girl, that charlatan, she plonked herself down in my place like I was nothing. Is that when you tried to choke her? I would never do that. It was a misunderstanding, a, a misplacement of hands. I was talking to her, but she was looking at me like I was cuckoo. So I got angry, and sure, I went to grab her, but only to make her listen. 
And then everything went black, and I... I don't understand why I can't have tea in a mug. I'm clearly fine. I wasn't fine. I wasn't fine for a long time. I won't bore you with the details, but you understand, right? You have a condition that you're ashamed of too. I realized the best way to survive in the outside world was to stay in my shell. That was the best hope I had. <clears throat> oh, that's nice. I take it you're enjoying your real cup of tea? I feel like me again. Congratulations, I suppose. Are you planning to go back to college? <laughs> Good one. Like I'm just gonna pick up where I left off in my old life. The idea. Doctor, can I keep this cup? That cup? With the dogs? It's a reminder, you know, that I can do all this life malarkey. <sighs> now, Lola, you see why the cup was so special? Fast forward to my room an hour ago. Nothing left in my life except Game of Thrones subreddit groups. I knew I'd failed. Again. Your voice woke me up from a fog. I'd been drifting for hours, maybe days. So I thought I was imagining your voice. Alan. Alan. Oh, you're real. I'll be there in a sec. I just wanted to check on you. Really? I don't know, Helen, I was worried, okay? You were worried about me? Duh. Wow, thanks. Also, well, there was a bit of an accident. I honestly didn't know where it was, but, well, I think Jeff had been using it. Anyway, I found it in my room, and, uh, here it is. <gasps> my cup! It's totally fixable. A bit of super glue and, you know... No! What the hell, Helen? Lola, I asked you if you had my cup, and you told Look, me... I... You told me you didn't! Helen, if you, you just... to me! I don't know what the big deal is, Helen. It's just a cup. Just a cup? I took a step towards you. Your face was brazen, but your feet shuffled back. You were nervous. I liked seeing you nervous at the top of the stairs, at the top of my stairs. I could see you were rummaging deep inside, trying to find your metal. Fair play. You found it. You looked me dead in the eyes with all of your spite, and you said, Just a cup. I pushed you. One hard push to the chest, and you stumbled back, trying to grab at me, but it was too late. You were up in the air, your face frozen with shock, and you realized what was coming. Your head hit the bottom step with a sound so loud and so awful. <gasps> I screamed. I screamed the scream you should have been screaming, but you weren't. I rushed to you. Of course I did. You were still warm. But your heart, your dirty, rotten heart was gone. And here we are. So, what now? 
As much as I'm enjoying our chat, we can't go on like this. I know what I have to do. I have to get you out of here. Am I scared? No, actually. I feel this is the way it was meant to be. Now, where did I put those black sacks? Gosh darn the look. Who could that be? Let me check the window. Jeff! Oh, God, what is he doing here? He'll go away. He'll give up. If he couldn't last at art college, he won't wait now. Ellen, I know you're there. I can see you. I don't hear you. I think he's on to us. A coming! I just throw this coat over you. He's not getting in over my dead body. Or over yours. <laughs> you are right, Lola. I am gas. Helen. Hey. Lola, are you ready to go? Lola's out. What? She hasn't been picking up her phone for hours. We have tickets for this medieval potato peeler exhibition. Now she's just out. I don't know. Good night. Hold up. Helen, you and me are bros, right? We are? Tell me straight. Is Lola out with some dude? Uh. Where's Lola? We need to talk. Ken? You're Ken. Lola's ex. Ken, what are you doing here? I am here to make a romantic gestation. No, wait. I mean a romantic gesture. Lola, it's me, your boo-boo bear. Please, give us a chance. I can be different. I'll, I'll be whatever you want. Just be with me. Bro, Lola's got a boyfriend? Me. Aren't you the country fella who's scared of the Lewis? It's called Lewis for a reason. Speed by name, speed by nature. Oh, Lola's told me all about you too, boy. She told me you make weird porno videos. It's claymation. Erotic claymation. What? Pulchy. Both of you, stop it! Can't you see she's playing you? Kian, don't you remember how rotten she was to you? How nothing was ever good enough for her? I suppose. And Jeff, what did Lola say when you played your new song for her? She said a reminder of Billy Joel. Worst day of my life. Also, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Lola's out with another guy tonight. Who? I'll kill him. A Brazilian cage fighter. Maybe a Facebook message will do. You see? She doesn't love anyone except herself. Go home. Jeez, Jeff, I'm sorry. I'm sure your clay thing is very sexy. Thanks, Ken. I make art, you know? Mm. That's just my truth. You want to share a taxi? Go on, sure. And Helen, thank you for being decent. I try. That's Lola's phone. Night, lads. Wrap up warm. She'd never go out without her phone. Helen, what's under that coat? Nothing. This is feeling hokey. Oh! Open the door! No! No! Holy Mary, Mother of God, she's... No, it's not what it looks like. Helen, you... Don't say it. I knew you were crazy. You listen to you two unironically. I'm calling the guards. No, no, you can't. Please. Yes, I made mistakes. 
But you two of all people should know what it was like with her. I was fine in my shell, and then she moved in and made me feel small and insignificant and awkward in my own home. Can you imagine that? Most people wouldn't get it, but you two, you know the monster she was. We lived it. We survived it. And now we're in this together. Right? Nah. No way. Fine. Go! I don't want you here. Just leave us here. Alone. Together. You were right, actually. A bit of glue and the cup is totally healed. Maybe I overreacted. Not that it matters now. None of it matters. It's so cold in here. What this house needs are double glazed windows. Remember I said that to you last September and you said that was a boring thought? <laughs> Good times. That's nice. I needed that. Just one last cup of tea. Helen Brownie, open up! I guess I won't get to watch Gilmore Girls tonight. It's okay. Helen Brownie. I probably need a break. Such a racket over little old me. <laughs> I'm not moving an inch. I'm going to sit Open here up. and have my tea. This is my house. I'm not leaving. Open up. I won. That was Personal Space by Mairead Kiernan. Ivana Lynch played Helen. India Mullen played Lola. Aina Hardwick played Kian, And Emmett Kerwin played Jeff. Fabiano Roggio played Gabrielle. And Maureen was played by Sharon Mannion. Garoud Farrelly played the salesman and Enda Oates played the doctor. Personal Space by Mairead Kiernan was directed by Zoe Commons. Sound design was by Zoe Commons. Sound supervision was by Kieran Dunn. The producer for RTE was Kevin Brew. The series producer of Drama on One is Kevin Reynolds. To listen back to Personal Space and over a hundred plays in the RTE archive, go to rte.ie forward slash drama on one. rte.ie forward slash drama on one.